ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. This weekend sees every NRL team, except the Knights who have the bye, descend on Lang Park in Brisbane for Magic Round. It's 16 teams, eight games, one stadium. Magic. After the success of the AFL's Gather Round, is this the NRL's opportunity to remind everyone that, hey, we did it first. Well, not first first, but before the AFL, and that's what really matters. And while it is in Brisbane again this year, could we see it elsewhere in the future? Plus, we'll forecast the weekends of AFL and NRL to come and the sound bites you need to hear from the last seven days. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Quentin Hull is a part of the ABC Grandstand team in Brisbane and will be up there for Magic Round. He's done three already, sadly. Missed last year, Quentin. Happy to have you back. You are well-placed to talk to us about everything Magic Round. Every year there's a lot of talk about crowd behaviour, there's talk about how much use Lang Park can handle, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about magic. What is it about Magic Round that makes it so special? Well, it's the fact that all of the fans get together. Going to the footy is always fantastic, but it can be quite linear when there are two clubs each week. There's your mob, then there's the opposition team. So you know who you're cheering for, you know who they're cheering for, and that's the experience. So it's not quite goggle box for footy, but there's sort of a bit of that because (laughs) all of the different fans come along. And when there's more than one game, of course, the the fans are are going to turn up and watch other teams play. For example, you look at, at Saturday's schedule. You might be a South Sydney fan waiting for the big game against the Storm, which is the last game. But you start with the Warriors and Penrith and think, oh, well... You know, Penrith have won the last two comps. The Warriors, what a great job to keep the game alive, spending all this time in Australia during COVID. Let's cheer for them. And then, oh, the Dolphins, the new kids on the block. Let's have a look at them against Cronulla Sutherland. And we'll, oh, how good's Nico Hines? Let's have a look at him. Short side rider goes to Nico Hines. He dummies his way through. He's to the 40. Got the pass. Before you even get to the point where you're cheering for your own team. And that's just an example of, of what makes Magic Round so good. Tell you what, your passion and your excitement is getting me on board more and more. The AFL is still basking in the glow of Gather Round, which was, of course, a borrowed concept. Is this the NRL's opportunity to return serve a little bit? Remind footy fans that, hey, this was our idea first. Well, the one thing that the AFL Gather Round didn't have is all of the games at the one venue. There's also the time factor involved here. We know that AFL in general is a game which takes around three hours, where rugby league's about two hours. So I I don't see it being as magic a formula as what the league has got, particularly in Brisbane, where quite widely Lang Park is recognised as the best rectangular sports stadium in the country. And there's almost this holy trinity of geography which helps it out. It's close to the city with all the accommodation. It's close to Caxton Street for the bars and it's close to Park Road with the sort of the restaurant coffee scene if you don't want the absolute vibe of of (laughs) Caxton Street. And dare I mention that uh, we're looking at a weekend of sort of mid-20 temperatures during the day, getting down to the sort of mid-teens for the evening. The weather, just as the rest of the country is getting cold, (laughs) is fantastic here. Now you touched 
a lot on Brisbane and the fact that it being in Brisbane and at Lang Park is sort of the hub of Magic Round. I want to talk again about borrowing things. The AFL has talked about the idea of shopping the concept of Gather Round to other cities in Australia. Is this something that the NRL have floated with? Could we see this in, say, Sydney or Melbourne in years to come where, you know, there are sporting grounds in hubs where there are bars and there's accommodation and it's close to the city? Could we see it move? We could, but the question is, why? The good thing about Magic Round in Brisbane, which people forget, was part of it was to satisfy the appetite of the rugby league public in this part of the world. Is that appetite in Sydney unsatisfied? Some would say no. Melbourne gets origin every now and then. It's a one-off big sporting event type of city for rugby league. I don't know whether three days is right. I don't think you think of Adelaide. I don't think you think of Perth for Magic Round. The one legitimate challenger for Magic Round for the good of the game is Eden Park at Auckland. Why? That's where there is a thirst for more rugby league. The question being, would the New Zealand government pay for it? Does the ARLC just want to go for money over fan experience? Auckland's weather, though, nowhere near as good as Brisbane (laughs) at this time of year. But, I mean, if it is to move, do it for the good of the game. Do it for the fans. And Auckland, in my mind, is the, the legitimate challenger to Brisbane. Quentin Hull, thank you for your time. Enjoy the weather and enjoy the magic this weekend. Pleasure, Poppy. While we're on the NRL, here are a few of the big games you need to keep an ear out for this weekend. Now, I know it's not the first game of Magic Round, but it's still on opening night and it's the Sea Eagles and the Broncos and it's going to be big. Both teams are coming off losses last week, but Tom Travojevic should make his return and that is good news for Manly. In bad news for Manly, though, Payne Haas and Ezra Mam are back for the Broncos. This is technically a home game for the Sea Eagles, but I have a feeling it will be a largely Brisbane crowd at Lang Park. Either way, it's a big day for Marone. Secondly, on Saturday afternoon, it's the Battle of the Finns, the Sharks and the Dolphins. Incredibly, this match will see Wayne Bennett coach his 900th first grade game. 900! How was that, Wayne? You're not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) The Sharks are on a roll, though, winning their last three, and scoring has been the flavour of the month. Across their last three games, Cronulla have scored 99 points. The Dolphins will be looking to bounce back after a golden point thriller against the Raiders saw them post the franchise's first loss in Wagga Wagga. Huge. He decides to go for the drop goal. He's kicked it. He's kicked it from 15 metres out and the Raiders have won. Bennett's Dolphins are expected to be without captain Jesse Bromwich and centre Brenko Lee, so it could be an uphill battle for the Dolphins to deliver Bennett a win in his 900th. But if anyone can get them going, it is Wayne Bennett. Whichever way it goes, though, fins up. The possible match of the round will take centre stage on Saturday night with the fourth place Storm taking on the third place Rabbitohs. If you're thinking, didn't the Bunnies just lose to the Storm about a month ago? You'd be correct. The Storm were actually the last team to beat the Rabbitohs and since then, South Sydney have been on a roll, beating the Bulldogs, the Dolphins, the Panthers and the Broncos. That is a good list. With Campbell Graham scoring tries for fun. And it's a hat-trick for Campbell Graham for South Sydney. And Latrell Mitchell in red hot form Melbourne will be up against it. They will however be fresh after the bye last weekend and have a commanding record over the Bunnies but they might need some actual magic this weekend to beat the Rabbitohs. You can catch those games and indeed all the rest of the games from Magic Round on the ABC Listen app across the weekend. They will be live and that will be ad free.
Switching to the AFL and Ben Cameron is part of the ABC Grandstand team in Melbourne and Ben, we love a rivalry in the AFL, whether it's crosstown rivals or old foes. On Saturday night, the Giants and the Western Bulldogs renew hostilities. Is this the best organic rivalry in the league? Oh, I think it is. Uh, we call it the Great Western uh, and there's great elements to it. So you've got this heritage football club of uh, Footscray, blood in boot sort of football club, and then this focus group generated GWS Giants football club. That was the allegation, at least, on the banner of the Western Bulldogs a number of years ago. Uh, then it was organically generated out of the fact that Callum Ward and Ryan Griffin left the Western Bulldogs to join GWS. Tom Boyd went to the Western Bulldogs from GWS after being a, a number one draft pick. You go back to the 2016 prelim final. I can vividly see in my mind's eye, Poppy, Marcus Bontempelli running into space, paddling the ball, eventually gathering, steadying, and kicking the goal that sent the Western Bulldogs through to the grand final that they eventually won. <laughs> He's alive! He opened the field up! He'll kick it for Bontempelli! He lopes after it! It's all his! The Bont! He looks! He steadies! He goes! <laughs> and then the next year, Marcus Bontempelli hit Nick Haynes in the throat, fractured his larynx, and the Giants have never really forgotten about that. Siren sounds. Oh, push and shove. Feeling now. Three-quarter time. Soren Bontempelli's gone to oh. ground. They're on top. And there's scrimmages and melees everywhere here. Oh, throwing punches in there. Also on Saturday night is Fremantle and Hawthorne. Frio have had a really disappointing start to 2023, given where they finished last year. We always knew the Hawks would have a little bit of pain before that rebuild really started to kick in. If the Dockers lose to the Hawks at home, should Justin Longmuir start making sure his resume is up to date or am I just being a bit dramatic? Uh, no, I don't think he should. I'm a, I'm a massive believer in Justin Longmuir and I think Fremantle have great alignment in their four key pillars. So Dale Alcock as their president. Then they have Simon Garlick as the CEO. Peter Bell as the GM of football. Justin Longmuir as the coach. So I don't for a second buy into the criticisms of Fremantle's game plan. The main reason being, they are zero and seven in contested possession. And anyone who understands modern football understands that you can't set up the game in the way you want it to look when you haven't won contested possessions? Well, you know, we clearly need to work on our contests, work it around clearance. Uh, that was a big issue on the weekend. The challenge is on our mids to uh, to get better. I do think it could be bye-bye to their season at the bye. One thing to remember is that last weekend, Poppy, they were the youngest team put out in the AFL. The youngest. So last year, for all of their success and, and winning a, a final they're still very much a young developing side. So there is a little bit of work to do in time to come. Nat Fife will come back in as the sub. Perhaps they need him in the middle to help them with contested possession and, and get the game on their terms. But no, I think they'll stick fat with Justin Longmuir. You put my mind at ease a bit about the Dockers, but we have a prelim final rematch on Sunday afternoon. Collingwood and the Swans. Is the only way to beat the Pies by letting them be in front at three-quarter time so they don't <laughs> have anything to chase? Uh, it's quite incredible. When trailing at three-quarter time, the AFL average is 16% of the time you're going to win. In recent seasons or the last two years, Collingwood have won 62% of the time when trailing at three-quarter time. We've all got the experience now. We've got the Leeds experience. We know we're a good fourth-quarter team. We know that a game of footy goes for two hours and we're trained to play all, every one of those two hours. So we, we believe that in ourselves and we just reinforce that massively. What's the opposite of Collie Wobbles. That was what we like to say about <laughs> Collingwood. But 
They're not that anymore. One thing that clearly they're on message about is play the minutes. You hear all of them say it. Craig McRae says it. All of the players play the minutes. And it's something they think they do. And it's really become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And whether it's Collingwood believing, look, we'll mow you down and we will, we will win this game, or whether it's the opposition who start peering over the shoulder and looking in the rearview mirror when they should be looking out the front windscreen, I'm not sure, but it is a very real phenomenon. I don't know what this new Collingwood team is doing to me, but I am almost a Collingwood sympathiser. Ben Cameron, Mm. thanks so much for your time. Me too, Poppy, me too. Time for sound bites and the coronation of King Charles III is this weekend. Matilda's and Chelsea superstar Sam Kerr will be Australia's official flag bearer at the ceremony, possibly getting some practice in ahead of the World Cup in July. I'm not sure who'll be representing Scotland, but I get the feeling it won't be a fan of Celtic FC after this at one of their recent home games. Daniel Ricardo, Red Bull reserve driver, big smile haver, and apparently huge Anne Hathaway fan. This week, while the rest of his racing team was in Miami getting ready for this weekend's race, he was spotted at the Met Gala in New York alongside some of the world's most famous people. Think Roger Federer, who was one of the hosts, Serena Williams, who revealed she's pregnant with her second child when she took to the red carpet, and Danny Rick, who just fangirled over Anne. I was just more overwhelmed with Anne Hathaway shouting me out. I was like, oh, I was very flattered, uh, which is really cool. Same, Daniel, same. The NFL draft was held last weekend and for the record, Bryce Young went with pick one to the Carolina Panthers and I usually wouldn't get too into the nitty gritty of this, but I actually want to talk about pick 79. Josh Downs comes from a family of NFL players with both his dad and his uncle playing in the national comp and it was predicted he'd get taken in the second round, but he didn't. He had to wait. And while it was a long wait till nearly the end of the third round, it feels like they were pretty stoked when the Indianapolis Colts finally called. Yes, sir. Hey, Chris Ballard here with the Colts, man. We're going to pick you right here, man. Welcome to Indy. Praise God! Hallelujah! I know it's been a, I know it's been a long wait, man, but we can't tell you how excited we feel fortunate to get you, man. It really is good gear. Just feel good stuff. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Mick Radojkovic. I'm Poppy Penny. Remember, you can catch all those games of AFL and NRL live on the ABC Listen app across the entire weekend. Thanks to Fox Sports, here's Celts on Twitter, GQ Sports and the Indianapolis Colts for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.